Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker-dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke. Well, welcome everybody. This is John Locke from Locking Your Success. We're talking with Jeff Plimpton from Option View Systems International, and we are talking about Option View 8.12 and beyond. Before we get going here, we would like to remind you that this presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and be sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Should we present any trades here today. They will be hypothetical computer simulated trades that are believed to be as accurately represented as possible and be aware that live results may vary. Now that said, welcome Jeff. I'm glad you are here. Let me make me you too. presenter. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so if anybody Thank has you. any questions, concerns, or comments about Option View, now is the time to speak those. So Jeff, I have given you presenter mode. Can you see my screen now? Yes, we can. Excellent, excellent. The first thing I'm going to do, everybody, is just talk about how to bring in pricing data. There's basically three, maybe four choices. The, what I did was I clicked on the globe in the upper right-hand corner here, and it brought up a live data window. What you see in the live data source right now is quote view. That's our pricing data. It comes from a company called Quad. It's not what the majority of our users go to, uh, which many of you are going to know that. Those of you trading with interactive brokers or Thinkorswim can pull in pricing data from those two vendors. Of course, we're still compatible with eSignal as well, and there's some eSignal users out there also. Close this. The next thing I wanted to jump to was the quotes display. How do you add symbols to the quotes display? It's a very simple process. I won't spend a lot of time on it. Those of you on a Windows operating system, just highlight about where you want the symbol to go. Hit the insert key on your keyboard, and it'll open up a row. Okay. Type in whatever you want to put in there. Hit enter, and the symbol's in. There's an A at the end of each heading. I always like everything alphabetized. Just click on the A, and it'll alphabetize it. For stocks in particular, if you want subheadings, like tech stocks, pharmaceuticals, financial, whatever, again, hit the Insert key. This time, you'll have to put in a little hash sign 
and then just type in whatever you want the heading to be. Hit enter, and now you can put in tech stocks. I used to do this, but I don't trade stocks much anymore, it seems like. So right. I think most of our users are a little beyond this, Jeff. Um, okay, I'll, I, that's why I was asking. You want me to just keep go yeah. go beyond this? Yeah, yeah sure. so we, absolutely. We're, 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 we're usually trading the SPX and the Russell. Uh, we're usually doing index options. We, you know, I guess, we have our own unique concerns sometimes with the software and so forth. And was, and they have some questions. So, do you want me to throw out questions as they come in, or do you want to just kind of continue on? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I I kind of like well, to okay, just kind of so, get into the matrix real quick, and then how okay, about a couple do, questions? That sounds great. We'll do that. Okay, let's do that. Okay, and John, I'm somewhat aware of your trading style and what you guys do. Uh, not in great detail, but maybe you could guide me a little bit too. But I put in a butterfly, and yes. isn't that most what your M3s and rocks and those are butterflies, correct? Yeah, most of the stuff's a butterfly in one form or another, sure. Okay. Um, I'm not going to jump right into the analysis. I wanted to talk about the matrix area a little bit first. Maybe things, details you guys hadn't picked up. For instance, here's a simple thing. If you start a butterfly and it's at the money, uh, your short leg, sometimes these scroll bars are up here. You can just click over here. It'll always bring up the at the monies. Another thing that people call in about, maybe I don't, I don't even know if you ran into this, John. I, I was here for nine years. I, he did this recently, but if you scroll all the way up and you just want to add a strike, mm -hmm. scroll up here, right click, it says add strike. Just left click on it. You can quickly add a strike. If you have multiple trades on the SPX of the RUT, and we're not talking about grouping right now, I will get to that, you can just click up here to look at this trade, and if I have something else over here, it'll lock this one out. It'll only look at this one. Is this stuff you guys have gone over before, John? Um, well, I know, I, I know this stuff. I don't know. Some of the users might not. So. Okay. Those are right. little tips there. Yeah. Just just little tips, exactly. Same thing over here that because we do walkthroughs here, the things we run into. Your right. group's just a little more sophisticated. This eraser. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's nice for when you're initially designing the trades. You can clear out the trade column, existing position column. Just keep in mind if you're clearing the existing position column, you also have to clear the trade log it'll pop right back in. So I was going to go into the analysis area and bring up a few things sure. as well. Any, you want to fire a couple of those questions at me before I go into analyze? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, well, first of all here is, is how, again, how do you lock that, that particular column in? And it's just clicking at the top of the column, right? Right. That's all you got to do. It isolates this column. This is where my butterfly is. Right. Okay. So but I could have. I, I don't know if you guys do campaigns, but if you're marching them in, you might want to just isolate one at a time. <clears throat> Again, sure. I'm not talking about grouping because that's one of the big changes to the software. Okay. Anything yeah, it, else it come up? 
Maybe we should probably go over that. Yeah, well, I just a, a question, which is a question that I have often, too, is, is um, when, when is the data entry delay going to be fixed? And I think what he's referring to is the, uh, is the, when you're running like a toss feed, it is Yeah, very the three-second delay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, you yeah, can spend... Right you, now, you're right. You really need to, excuse me, go on to think or swim and set it for three seconds um, and keep the symbols to about 125 uh, when you're on think or swim. Uh, mine's on 150, but I actually keep it to about 125. Good question. I have a lot of the most recent notes in front of me. He has not put anything in terms of what's coming up for problem okay. fixes sure. in terms of uh, pricing data. And I would share it with you guys right away. doesn't bother me at all. Right. The, what he put in the notes was uh, a little more with the trade ID, which we're going to talk about a little bit because that's kind of his biggest thing right now. And that he's, maybe with your help, John, going to go back uh, a little more with modeling, but he will not override the modeling that's in there. We are not going to go through that again. I know you guys right. went through it, too. Yeah, no more that. Of that. That was good if we could avoid that again. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you can always default to the previous model in case he does something with the vertical or horizontal skews that doesn't right. sit well with you. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, okay, so I know. a question... Another question here is, last, uh, does Option View pull historic data from Thinkorswim or just live, or just live data? No, it's pull, you, the data is it's running through 6,000 assets on four servers, to, and it's coming from QuoteView, not from Quad, not from Thinkorswim or Interactive right. Brokers. Okay, super. Uh, let's see, last week I was looking for the April monthly cycle in the Russell, but it was not available. Uh, it was available for my broker, but not in option view. Uh, I couldn't... Uh, Are we talking about Wednesdays? Uh, it just says last week. Last week. Um, I can show you very quickly how to add uh, option monthlies or weeklies here, but everything think, should be available. The only thing we're having trouble with are those Wednesdays, particularly on the E-mini. And he is working on that. Right. He was talking on the Russell, I think, anyway. But. Oh. Uh, well, same routine. Just click on Define Options. If it's a weekly, you do have to put the W in, but just type in the month that it's a weekly right. and it, the date. It was the regular monthly. I, apparently, it was the regular monthly that wasn't coming up. Uh, I, oh. I guess it's working now. Okay. April would show up, but no data would come in. Yeah, uh, the dot, dot, s, dot, 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 r, dot, dot. Um, please, uh, that sounds like something, if you continue to have a problem with it, please call in and we'll have Ken Dole or Dave Johnson get on it and help you. Don't don't struggle or be frustrated. You guys have gone through enough of that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, right. I think communication is a big thing. If you're having challenges, you to get in there with them, so... Right. Usually, if they get in with you, I'm sure you can imagine, we get a lot of tech calls, right? Software company. We have thing, uh, emails already formatted for importing, exporting, 
all kinds of issues. We can go right in there and add a monthly quickly. If you please, don't be frustrated. Um, I trade too. I empathize. I I don't want to be frustrated either. Um, <laughs> right? None of us do. I'm, I was going to go into these buttons here, but I think you guys are beyond all this, I'm guessing. You know how to set everything. You know how to format everything. Right? Can I just skip that? Um, I believe you could. In terms, I'm sorry? I believe you could skip that, yes. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to need your guidance here, John, but you're very helpful. I appreciate it. Um, I'm also not, I guess I won't spend a lot of time on the analysis window. Some of these things that have been added, you guys are probably aware of. But one thing I would like to say, don't forget in the lower right-hand corner here, these buttons that um, snap the T plus zero line back onto the gram dot. Uh, remember the gram dot is, tells you where the trade is in the present. Uh, this little button down here will get the T plus zero line aligned with that. And don't forget the detailed analysis. I even find myself forgetting it. Um, there's a couple nice things. I'm sure you can see how your trade's doing in the matrix, but it's nice to see the daily theta on a trade, and it does it quickly and automatically. And tells you in real dollars. Uh, and you can manipulate information here in the detailed analysis. So that was one thing I thought I would bring up with you guys. When people trade for a while and they just get used to coming in, oh, well, look, my trade's fine. I'm underneath the calendar here, or underneath the tent. I'm cool. They kind of forget about some of these things. So I thought maybe that would be something that would help I'm guessing you guys are used to using the uh, wand to see profit loss and yes. see what the Greeks are doing at different points on the x-axis. You know these hatched lines are break-even points for whatever line is highlighted, correct? Yes. Um, yep. You can manipulate volatility up here manually if you choose to. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a negative Vega trade, so if you're it's going in your favor. You can see what a couple percent drop will do to the step-through dates. Boy, this is fast, John. You guys <laughs> already know your stuff. So, um, so break-even points. Are you aware you can set objectives in the software? Objectives in what way? Profit, a stop. Maybe that would be something to bring up real quick. Here, I'll yeah, do let me that. bring up that let me, real quick. Of course, we have a lot of questions too, so um, so we can we can do that. Yep. Okay, I'm going to convert this trade. You all know it goes into the trade log. This is what we're going to talk about a little later here. This trade ID and this recon or reconcile field. Sure. But I just want to show you, kind of quick, that you can. You can right-click in here, and you can set an alert for yourself, and it'll even display in your analysis whatever your uh, triggers are. Okay. Have you seen this before, John? No, I have not used this. Yeah, I mean, if you want to set up a gain, I don't know. Let's just say 10%. 
and you want to set up a loss, let's say a percent loss, maybe 15%, depends what your risk tolerance is. Uh, you do have to set up an action. It'll send you an email if you want. It'll send up a flag. Uh, it has, a, I think, kind of an obnoxious sound it'll send off to if you want. Okay. Now, I would imagine the software has to be up and running in order for those alerts to work. Yeah. Okay. It has to have data so that it knows, right? Right, right. You say, so you'd have to have the TOS feed all operational and, and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's got to be going. But it's during the trading day. You're probably sitting there anyway, right? All right. And bring up the analyze again and it'll put in lines for you. This was okay. something one did pretty easily. Uh, this obviously a little more uh, elaborate but it still does the same thing. Okay. Yeah, nice. Okay. It's good to know. Yep. Yeah. Somebody might want to use it. You never know. Um, sure. Biggest thing I wanted to bring up, and it sounds like John, you had it in mind too, was this new trade ID. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your theories are on campaigns, but almost everyone who's traded options for a while does a campaign occasionally, meaning sure. one starting with one calendar and they they just or um, it's not calendar, could be a calendar, but in this case butterflies. Is that right. part of your strategy, like one right after yeah. another, maybe? Or? Well, well, I'm not sure exactly in what context you mean that, but we will. You mean you go into a different expiration month? Mm-hmm. Whether uh, well, yeah, some people it could be weeklies that. too, but some might do it. Yeah, or, or another expiration week, right? Yeah. And some this people will take up the. Some people might. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The trade ID will take up to 40 characters. I mean, I I was just thinking, I've only used it a couple times. I still am in the habit of the recon field, but campaign one, campaign two, something like that. If you use this trade ID, it'll work the same as assigning an A to this calendar or to this um, butterfly. And then when you add a leg, giving that an A. For instance, if you're bringing up one side of the butterfly with a call, Right, you have to add a, the letter A to it. So if I if I did that over here, I messed this up by uh, scrolling up. It would depend on our delta situation. This certainly wouldn't fix it. But uh, if I decide to add some calls to pull this up, I'm sure. At least I'm guessing you guys do stuff like that. Um, sure. I. When I convert this, it, if I don't assign a trade ID or a password, it's going to think it's a separate trade, right? So I would just add the campaign ID to the call, and it would be grouped together. Or if you guys, like me, change comes hard for me sometimes, you know, you can always put in an A or a 1 or whatever you want here. Right. Now, do we have more options? Like, I think there's only, what, like 27 or uh, like 30 options you can use in the R column because you can use 0 through 9 and A through Z. 
but trade ID, you have, I would assume you have more options. Trade ID with 40 characters, it's unlimited almost, right? Be like 40 right. factorial. I mean, there's no limit. So maybe that's a good point. Maybe if you're trading a large account, well, what if it's over a million dollar account, but you like, you got the Sazanoff approach and you want to keep everything small, that could be a lot of trades. You could have 40 trades on. Might be a good idea to use the trade ID. So right. hopefully it'll add a little bit of flexibility. Well, the other thing is, too, when you do a back test, you'll do more than 40 trades. You'll do, uh, over a period of time, oh. you might do a couple hundred trades. And we always... Right, well said. And, uh, and that being the case, if this, right, if, if this isn't a live account and this is a backtesting account, trade ID might be the way to go. So um, that was the major thing I certainly, and I, it sounds like John wanted to bring up too, that this should add a little flexibility to your backtesting, to your trading. Yeah, running out of letters and numbers could be... a <laughs> another annoyance <laughs> and again let's try to avoid the annoying things here right um, if, you have a, if you have a bunch of trade IDs and the, and the trades overlap I assume they you can switch between them somehow oh right you don't have to stick to one trade ID either but uh, it's to signify also that it's all one campaign mm -hmm. right I mean I'm, is your point that maybe you're doing a broken wing butterfly in one campaign and something else in another? Right. So I might have, yeah, I might have week one of SPX on, and I might have a week two of SPX, and I might have a week three of SPX all still running at the same day. Right. So let's see how they do. Plus comparisons. In the reports area, remember, what we were hoping was that in the reports area, um, I, I opened up an account for you guys, so I don't have anything in here. But remember, it'll graph your performance. It'll graph your analysis. You can look at different performance for the week one, the week two, and the week three. Maybe that'll influence how you manage your trading plan. So that's may, a good point. But a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times your plan is to actually have those three trades on at the same time. Okay, so that is the plan. So in that case, you can combine realized, unrealized. Of course, it's not realized till you're closing them, but those will be short trades, right? Well, week one could be really short. Right. Five days. It, yeah, if you put them all on at the same time. Yeah. Right. So that would be one campaign, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you correctly, this this would help. Either it's one campaign, you can separate them, you have a little more flexibility. We just thought the letter deal was not, it's not cutting it anymore. And listening to you, I can tell it definitely wouldn't be cutting it. Right, yeah, it wasn't adequate. We had to fool around and kind of work around it uh, by using a different account, different accounts and stuff like that breaking it up into multiple accounts. Yeah, that's what I always told people in the past. Hey, you know, trying to work around. Hey, you can have any number of accounts. Don't worry about it. You know, just set up a butterfly account, a condor account, whatever. But this should help with that issue. Okay. So right. you can see now, your can returns. You, 
we got a question that is, can you re reuse the same R numbers or letters for each different trade ID? Under the recon? Yeah. Here or I mean, reuse them I, I here? Would think, I would think Yeah, once you close them, it's over. Once I close this, the A's are gone. I can use them again. Well, is yeah, right, okay. Well, it's going to goof up your reports and everything later on. Maybe. That's the trade ID issue also. Right. So, I can so see a campaign one. I can't, how many A's are going to show up when I start reusing it? Now, are you, uh, do we have to use the R column and the trade ID or just use the trade ID and just kind of forget about the R column? Yeah, please. Uh, my suggestion is at the moment, because I was asking Len about this, use it separate. If you're going to use the trade ID, just use the trade ID. And you just made a good point. You, you don't have to reuse a trade ID. It's pretty easy to manipulate 40 characters. Yes. And then you'll see how you did. I agree with you. I think it'd be a pain to have a bunch of ones or fives. They don't call in right away on it, but to your point, eventually they do. people do. Yeah. Hey, you know, I've been, and now I can't tell which A's, A's and yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Super, super. Yeah, so that makes sense. And let's see. In a previous session, there was mention of a feature where you could selectively enable and disable certain expirations to help with the symbol limit issue. Can you elaborate on that, and when will it be available? The symbol limit issue, meaning like from thinkorswim, the number of coming in at one time? Is this a data question? I have to get I have to guess that. I don't know, Scott, if you can reword that. In a previous session, there was a mention of a feature where you could selectively enable or disable certain expirations to help with the symbol limit issue. And that is the question. Can you elaborate on it, and when will it be available? So I'm not exactly sure what. Well, we can cut the number of expirations right now. I can take out all these weeklies, right? I mean, I can take stuff out right now if that was causing trouble. I get the feeling the question's more about, um, here's a, an example, quote few, we have a thousand symbols coming in at a time, it's much faster, right? Thinkorswim, about 125, and to the previous person's question, three second delay. Well, he says so we can't have more than, he's, I'm sorry, we, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, um, He says I'm sorry. we can't have more than a thousand symbols with quote few, and he doesn't want to take out all the weeklies which I don't blame because they may be working, they may be functioning or doing weekly trades, so they need the weeklies, um, mm -hmm. but they, they don't want the thousand symbols necessarily coming in, or, or you can't have more than a thousand symbols, right? Yeah, on SPX, the Russell, NDX, it's, it's slower. I mean, the fill-in takes, you can actually see it going slow. That, I think that's his point. I could run it by Len because, again, I read his recent things he's going to be working on. There wasn't anything really about data, but it's good to hear your guys' concerns because then, you know, I can, we're not, we're a small company, I can go right to him and say, dude, right, well, you see, need to work on this. The issue that we have right now, okay, is, is that we have traders who are trading multiple weekly cycles that are very far from expiration because now they're available in SPX. So 
you know, say people, say somebody's trading a 70-day expiration weekly and they're in four different weeks. In order to actually get those on their analyze graph, they have to enable everything. Meaning the whole option chain. Right, have it enabled all the weeklies all the way for the last 80 days. So, so it would be nice to eliminate like all this if you're just trading out here somewhere. Right, great right, idea. Just, right. Just yeah, just enable your weeklies that are very far from expiration and just letting the other ones go. That way, you're not, your your data can still come in relatively quickly. And yet, you don't have to go in and eliminate anything. Yeah. I will I will talk to him about that as soon as we hang up. Actually, I love yeah, that. that would be a great benefit for a lot of us that are dealing with some of the, the speed issues in particular. Yeah, and I bet he could do it with uh, check boxes or something. So um, thank you. I will make a note and eliminate expirations, but it's for data, for data speed. <laughs> Gee, now who's learning something? Okay. Well, this is why we're here, because, because we have these things, and, and it's difficult sometimes to communicate them to you guys, because they say, oh, we'll just eliminate the weekly, so it's like, no, we're looking at weeklies that are 80 days expiration now, and that's, um, <laughs> we can't do that. No, this is, yeah, exactly, this is, no, this is wonderful. Um, I think one of the issues going on in this society, we don't, we don't directly communicate much anymore, right? Maybe a quick email, a quick text. No, this is awesome. And like I said, I can walk right down there and talk to him and talk to Ken about it. And they meet every week. Every week they can talk about this stuff. Right. Anything right. else you have for me? It sounds like <laughs> you guys have a lot of ideas. Uh, let's see here. I just have some questions, and I'm just going to go back up. We just have a lot of them, and I'm trying to either group them together or try to make them appropriate for what we're talking about here. Can you please explain net requirements, growth? requirements and cash flow and how they relate to the left expiration line or total risk on the trade. Yeah, it seems like we all get confused on the net requirements. Oh, I see I have this in here still. One thing, you guys, for this to come up for just this trade, keep in mind it's kind of regulated up here with these buttons for what net requirements and gross requirements. Um, you'll notice there's no gross requirements. The net requirement for this trade is $8,700. Um, and then it'll automatically, as time goes on, be calculating how the trade's doing. Uh, that's the gain and loss. The cash flow is the total credit that's right. going to come in. I think one of the questions that comes in, and, and I had this too, I mean, sometimes it, those numbers do not seem accurate at all. So, in other words, you look at the expiration graph, and you'll see that your total risk is, say, $50,000 on a trade, and your net requirements might say something like, um, you know, they're $110,000, or just some number that's completely wacky. Yeah, and if that happens, here, here's something right now I see that shouldn't happen that we did bring up the other day, just so you all know. How can this go below the total net credit? Do you see the solid line here? Why are these right. lines going below here? Well, do you have your, your button checks to change here the too. level of the expiration graph? See, that's why. Because when, the, when, the, yeah. when you hit that button, the whole graph comes down. And the whole graph got pushed down, but 
now t plus zero is not going through it. I agree with that. <laughs> but, it's, that it, it, but right now it's issue. fine. It is 8,700. It's not off. Right, but you start getting into complex um, spreads sometimes where you have Right, we start uh, adding legs on here. Split strike shorts or adding legs and stuff like that. Sometimes you get some pretty crazy numbers out of that. Yeah, again, when you guys see that, at least send Ken at optionview.com an email. Ken, Ken's one of our mentors and he's a tech guy. Um, in this case, I think it, the risk is correct, but I have seen right. it off myself. I agree with you. Um, and I get your point, John, about, well, it's because you pulled the T plus zero. You pulled this all down. Mm -hmm. I don't agree that it should push it below what the total risk is. It shouldn't do it, and it does. Right. I don't know. <laughs> it's something. It's already in front of Len, though, but it shouldn't yeah. be doing that. I mean, it Not could be. Perfect uh, world. I mean, O&E has the same issue. If they clicked that, it goes down underneath the the expiration line. And I don't know that that's going to be that particularly easy to fix because you have to change the Greeks somewhere in order to do that. So, Yeah, some of these things evidently programming-wise aren't easy. Um, I was with Sheridan for five years. I was here nine years, Sheridan five years, now I'm back here. Um, so I was on one for three years they started having troubles but we'd email Andy for the, just exactly this kind of stuff hey, can you fix this to at least be in line because the students are catching it. And then it's, in fact, uh, I don't want to use the word infecting, but affecting their trading. So, right. But this one Len is aware of. Another thing, uh, I trade with Thinkorswim. They don't include commissions, so everyone I'm talking to either wants their commissions included or not. Um, that's here under info. I'm sure you guys all know that. Right. And I don't, do you all know about the configure trade button too? If you want to send trades over, you probably do. I don't send them over, but. I don't either. I would prefer to make sure that they go in the way I want them to go in. So. I, uh, Thank you. That's exactly how I feel. I, I don't want these contracts being sent over to think or swim from here. I, Trading's tough enough without it getting messed up on the execution platform, so I don't do it. But you, but to those of you who wish both one and option view were execution platforms, which they really can't be, by the way, we're not brokers, but you can send your contracts over there to Thinkorswim, and certainly to Tradeer, if anyone's with Tradeer. Right. Okay, and uh, let's see here. Let's see if we can get more um, questions here. Just a comment. This is, I want to give a very honest feedback. I'm a longtime OptionView customer and just started using ONE. I found that ONE is much simpler to use and their reporting tools are awesome. OptionView should learn from them and make things simpler um, for trade, log, and reporting. Also, ONE is much faster. No, that's, a, that's a, someone's suggestion or just a comment. And that's a good comment, and they, they know I've been on both platforms. Here's the thing about Andy Mitchell, you guys. Um, him and Dan worked on that for a couple of years. It only went out to Sheridan students for a couple of years. 
and it went out to the public. I personally love for my trading that the option chain, the risk graph, and the trade analysis were all on one screen. That was the thing I loved the most. That's why he created this side-by-side -side feature, just to try to be a little more competitive. But Andy's is already set up this way, right? You, you have it side-by-side -side automatically. So you say simplistic. Well, that's because he's only worked on it for four years. Len's been adding things to this for 34 years. So part of it, this is the pushback from him trying to get him I wish he'd take some things out, to be honest, to make it easier or at least more user-friendly on some level, like you're describing. Yeah. So part of uh, me certainly be, empathizes be, with the statement. Yeah. To be fair, though, I think there are some things, some things in Option View that I like much better than, than ONE. And one of them is the fact that I can look at just my matrix and I can look at just my analyzed graph because it allows me to, uh, I don't like looking at ONE analyzed graphs because they're too small then there's really nothing I can do to make them larger. So, um, right, and every individual is going to have their own things, like you just described, that they feel strongly about. It's very politics, right, it, trying to please everybody. I've been on both this. I like the simplicity of Andy's. Um, I didn't like dealing with uh, the vowel issues, but now that it's kind of working, I'm sort of proud of all of you that were part of it. That smile models everywhere. He doesn't have the same volatility, uh, you know, underneath those layers that this person brought up. So, oh, eh. right, right. I, I, I still believe that Option View has more predictable analytics as to where the markets go, as to where your profit and loss is going, which is, which is one of the reasons I really like the platform, particularly if you get into uh, any position where you're outside the tent. It tends to. Yeah, and I don't know if you were part of it, but boy, I, that incorporating that vol crush. Um, I trade calendars on earnings. I, that was awesome. I, if it was you and uh, Brian or or Len, I, whoever, that's great that right. it anticipates the vol crush. Yeah. So there's yeah. pluses and minuses to both systems, is what it comes down to. Right. Right. I I, I agree with that. And, I mean, the biggest challenges I have with Option View, again, is, is that right now that data, data entry issue is just a pain in the butt when you're on a toss data feed. That's very challenging. All right. I better bring that up right away then. <laughs> but I will. I, I, I will. I, I, I hear you. I, I didn't expect that. So. Well, well uh, realistic for me, that's the biggest issue we have because uh, you're in here and you're in a position, you're trying to decide whether to adjust it or you're trying to get an order together to get into a certain thing and you really want to watch your Greeks, you want to watch the live data, at the same time you're putting these adjustments in. You don't want to stop the data, put the adjustment in, start the data, stop the data, put the adjustment in, start the data. And then, oh, if you're doing yeah. it, and then if you're doing it fast, you keep missing numbers, right? And you're already frustrated because you're already trying to make an adjustment, you're already irritated. It's got nothing to do necessarily with the software, but when you're when you're already in that kind of mindset, and then you start. So did I hear you correctly? So you're suspending, you, like you double click up on the globe and stop it because it's getting screwed up, and and then you start it again, and then you stop it again. I gotta well, tell them that one. Well, how else are you gonna do it? Because because I mean you have to. No, you you're that, you're absolutely right. That's correct. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and, and I know we I've talked to him about it, and I know he's aware of it, and you know he has all these things to make it better. But the reality is, it's just it's a real problem. And not only is that data entry issue in when you're when you're actually entering in the matrix, but it's also even if you're making an account, for example. So if I want to make an account, and my data's on, and I try to type in a name, it misses half the letters because well we. Have, it has the same Are you running in, John? I'm uh, I'm hearing possibly that you're having that keyboard issue that's been coming up. Yeah, with the talks. keyboard issue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the keyboard issue. Yeah. yeah, he is aware of that one. We've had not a lot, but we've had several phone calls. But I'm gonna. Well, I, I get it all the time from from our people. When the hell are you gonna fix this thing? <laughs> it's just like, well, I don't know. That's that is a huge one. I'll 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 push him on it. Um, you, he knows about it, but you know, Len's, um hes a very nice guy, but he's kind of inward type person, and I think he gets back into his own world. And if I don't, not just me, if James and other people don't, you know what I mean, kind of push him a little bit. Right. Well, my to, thing is to the higher the priority thing. Yeah, the point to make to him is it's fine when you're doing a when you're doing something casually, but when you're kind of in a hurry and you're trying to get things done, and you're trying to figure out what adjustment to make, and you're trying to watch the live data, and you're already stressed out. I mean, you make mistakes easy enough as it is. To add that on top of it just adds another layer, and um, it could, it can become really absolutely. Um, I've had a couple of those calls, so I I know the frustration you're talking about. What did one guy say? He's like, I keep hitting the key and it's not doing anything. I'm like, dude, I know what it is. Let me get you to Ken, and he'll help him at least get it working properly. But yeah, he's got to fix that. That's a big one. Yeah, I think that is, and I know he's working. Eliminated expirations. I had never heard. I love that idea because I'll bet you he can do that quickly. I would think so. I would think there's a way to change that formatting around so you can maybe pick that, you know, I want the, the week number two of February and the week number four of whatever, and then everything else is just be whatever. Yep. I mean, it wasn't a problem filters, 10 years yeah. ago, but now with, all, with, the, with, the, with the weeklies that are 80 or 90 days out, I mean, you can't, and you, you, <laughs> and you want to work on the ones that are way far from expiration, it makes it very challenging. I hear you. I love that one. Um, I'm not sure I would have heard that if you guys hadn't told me. Anything else? I, I probably should break off pretty soon myself, but uh, how, any see. other things? Yeah, just as the ability to look at multiple positions in graph is a plus, big plus for option view. Yeah, and another big plus for option view, too, is if you have different expirations, it handles them better. Like if you have a, a, a March butterfly with a January call on it, uh, option view models that much better than uh, O&E will model that. So that's a, another good thing. And well, thank you. That's good to hear. I know it's something popular. I don't know about in your group, but selling a weekly, buying a monthly, things, combinations like that. I think option view handles that pretty well. Yeah, it does do that. Let me just see what else we have here for questions that might be um, relevant to what we have here. And if I, if anybody, if I miss your question, I'm sorry. I just have a whole bunch of them, and we went over some of them and not others. So I have limited. It just says I've limited the symbols to 125, and the delay when the market is busy is still way more than three seconds, which I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, the three-second delay, you have to go on Thinkorswim and change it. It's real easy. It's in the upper right-hand corner, but I, I agree. That whole thing's another annoying right. factor. Right. See, the weekly seemed not to come up if they're on Monday or Wednesday. I think you kind of addressed that. Yeah, and Wednesday he is working on it's his the note he put out to us, the biggest issue was uh, the e-minis. I don't know if any of your group would even trade those, but he's having trouble with Wednesdays well, on e-minis. Yeah, we have a lot of people who are getting interested in e-mini, and you might want to let him know this, a lot of people are getting interested in e-mini options. So getting okay. that straightened out might be beneficial okay. to you guys. Okay, thank you. For partic particularly on the on the S&P, so the ESs. Sure. That, and that's what he's working on. He, he, I'm sharing it with you, but he was admitting he was having a hard time with it. That's all. So Wednesday expirations. Well, they're adding stuff so fast, I'm sure it's challenging to stay up with it in the manner in which this is programmed. So. Well, sometimes we've, I'll share this with you, we've tried to get him you know, please do more beta testing. Please don't release things so fast. I don't know if he wants to appear productive or what it is, but uh, he works hard. But, you know, they need to be well tested before they're released. Right. Yep. I agree. I agree. Especially if you can't revert backwards. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we all, especially your group, ran into. We couldn't revert back. And that was right. brutal. Um, it was. Yeah. I don't, he won't go through that again because it was hard on him too. So yeah, I'm sure he he doesn't want to go through that either. Right. Let's see. I have a trial version, but I don't see the pink coloring. Is there a setting for this? He's referring to the matrix. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. The standard deviation yeah. color in the matrix. I'll show him real quick here. It's up under settings and preferences and colors, uh, graphic analysis, matrix. Um, so it was settings, preferences, the matrix, you got to make sure it's not a default. It probably should be, it, not probably, it should be a default, but it's not checked. You got to go in and check it, click OK, matrix shading on by default. OK, super. That answers that. Um, oh, we, and another thing, which uh, uh, if on the analyze graph, you have like you have a T plus N box for the T plus zero line. If you click it, that box moves around. The one that says T plus eight, T plus twelve, T plus six, T plus zero. Oh, this. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, we you have know what? Several requests to fix that in a certain position. Yes, um, and I have two. I'd like to bring up two issues here real quick that maybe you guys, some of your people hadn't run into. Here's one. If you right-click anywhere on the graph, you can change the distance between numbers on the x-axis. You probably know that, right, John? Right. It would be nice if we could fix those, too, by the way, to say, hey, this is always 10 points because it gives you a very right. false sense Acro of Across all assets? That's a good idea. I like that. Well, well, no, as it comes close to expiration. Well, so no, I, I mean, different lines, assets, you're not going to want to be six, right? Right. But the other thing is, too, this asset here, like when I'm analyzing a graph and I get close to expiration, 
So those lines go to as narrow as two or three dollars, and it looks like I have this big. In other words, the position looks very safe, but it, the distance between the lines are two dollars or something like that, and it really you have a lot of risk coming in there. And if you're not paying attention and resize that, then it can be Good very point. misleading. I know why he okay. does it, but I, but it would be nice if we had an option to fix that at, at maybe ten dollars or something like that, or whatever the trader wants. Yeah, one thing I have always liked about this platform is the flexibility he at least tries to put into it. So I can bring that up, you know. So you can, you know, you feel that way. Someone else might not, <clears throat> but yeah, that could be part of the settings. Like, please lock in these settings or what, whatever it is you want. So yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, at least the people on trial bring up all the time, you are not locked into these dates here. You can right click in here, change the dates to anything you want. And maybe some of you know that, maybe some of you don't, but um, be aware of it. I think, I don't know, I was here uh, in 2000, and I worked here a whole year before somebody told me that. I'm like, you mean the software doesn't decide? And that guy's right. like, why do you think that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, you guys can change it to anything you want. Right, right. I want to... Um, Maybe that's something that's common in your group, but if you didn't know, I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us probably know, but probably not everybody, because there's always there's a lot of things I'm sure that I don't know, so um, uh, that might be helpful. Yeah, I I went through. You can imagine. I I come here in 2000. I'm starting to understand options better, but even in the videos, there's things that he like you were saying. He comes out with these upgrades and so many things happen at, at such speed they're not updated and they're things that you might not catch so I hope some of these things help a little bit to talk about right yeah I th I, yeah I, at least you guys know about it anyway um, mm -hmm. regarding the trade button actually instead of sending to toss it sends to a clipboard so there must be another step somehow oh yes oh, you got to click on the trade button to send it you, well, you got to put the URL in here for Thinkorswim. But yeah, you're right. The next step after it's on the clipboard is to send it to tr to send it over. It's the trade right. button. Not sure there's I, a way you'd have to set that up uh, in the background. Right? Yeah, um, but it, it's it's easy. Once the trade comes up on the clipboard, the person's talking about, you just send it. You, unfortunately, you can't see it now because I didn't. Don't have the URL in here, but it's it's pretty it's real easy actually. Right. I just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, let's see. We've been all, almost an hour. Let's see. One more question, or actually, this maybe two more. I think that maybe sure. you might want to just look at quickly. And one is, can you set the denominator versus? Oh, so when we're looking at the analyzed graph, you know how you said we can set in a ten percent profit, ten percent loss, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, these can you, lines. Can you make that a, uh, can you set the denominator? In other words, can you set that to a number of planned capital? So one of the things we do is we have a trade that we might have $10,000 in, but we might have a planned capital for $50,000. And we want to make 10% of $50,000, not 10% of $10,000, right? So, um, so, so in other words, that if you put 10% in, it would be the same amount regardless of how much money was actually in the trade. 
Yeah, right now it's only working with the money in the trade. That's a great question, though. Another good one. That's a good one. Right, because if you do adjustments, your the amount in the trade varies. It's going to vary, right? Right. And we're not necessarily changing our profit targets because that amount varies. Right. We're just um, adding three calls or something here. Right. Well, now the well, amount possibly. of money in the trade changed. Plus, I bought long calls. Actually, cost right. me money. Right. Okay. Um, well, maybe you can just put a dollar value in. That would be good. Yeah, um, I'd have to, you'd have to be able to add and subtract the dollar value. I mean, we'll it should do it automatically, though. We, we shouldn't have to do it. Software should do it. Right. Well, you can say, I just want to make $1,400 on this trade, and I'm willing to lose $1,400. And you just kind of punch those numbers in, and it comes up on the graph would work, too. I'll ask about that one. I like that. You're right. I mean, this is going to vary. 10% of what? 15% of what? Um, it might have already been thought out, but I will ask Ken about it. Um, objectives. Good question, by the way. Good question. Objectives with adjustments. I'm going to put to remind myself. Adjustments. Because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. It's going to change. Right. Every time you do okay. something, it changes. Yeah. Right. Oh, and okay. he has that challenge, too, because they did the same thing. They have they put these percent lines on, but it doesn't really mean anything if you're, if you're in a dynamic trade like this. Well, this was kind of a reverse engineering from them. I first saw it on ONE and right. uh, Len added it. So. Right. It'd be easier if you right now, it's, it's pretty easy when, you know, you're just doing a straight butterfly, a straight condor. But when you start adjusting, what's, what numbers right. is it working with? So I'll find out. Yeah, okay. That's great. And like I said, you could probably even just put a dollar value in there and say, put me a, give me a line that of 20 yeah, that would be the easiest way to manage it, I would think. Look, I want to make 1400 That's my goal. Right. No matter what I'm adding or subtracting. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said you had one more, John? Or? Actually, you have more questions coming in. I'm assuming you probably want to, you need to get going here soon. So. I, I'm sorry. I, I have to. I'm sales, you know, that's too. Perfectly you know. fine. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, see, uh, is it possible <laughs> to, to see a maximum margin used during the life of the trade? in any of the reports, that would be nice, right? Maximum margin he used just, in the life of the trade. I'll say this, not right now, but he did add portfolio margin. And you guys can set that up. Um, you just got to check it down here. Otherwise, it uses these standard numbers mm -hmm. for reg T margins. But he, this is new. I, I'm sorry, I should have brought it up. It was between 8.1 and... 12, but he added it. Um, otherwise, right. no, you, you can't. And I would not suggest manipulating reg T numbers. Not a good idea. No, but, you know, when you do a campaign, I think the point was that you start with $10,000. You might have had $20,000 in the trade. And I think mm -hmm. the user just wanted to know if he could, if there was somewhere that you could tell that he actually had $20,000 in the trade at one point. In the, like in the reports? Under unrealized, it should, and not really. You know, it's really, yeah. yes, it'll no, have I, theoretical I, prices, I, but not really, you know. Yeah, I don't think there's a way to tell that, the way that things currently no, are. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. that's just, it's just, um, I didn't know if you knew anything. Yeah, and, no, I don't think so. 
Right, and just a, and just a comment to have you uh, navigate to that alert window once again, and then we can close up. How's that? Sure. Uh, what I did was, just to say it out loud again, as I went to status, we have our trading here, and I right-click anywhere in here, doesn't matter, and this little window opens. And I left-click on set alert, and so we need a trigger. Um, and then you get a lot of choices. I just always use a percent, to your point about specific numbers. The percent will be, if I add, it doesn't matter if I add legs, the percent will stay the same. So I put in a percent objective, but unfortunately, you're right, uh, you start adding things, it's going to change it. But And then I put a percent stop, usually. But you can put in a price if you want. There's a lot of choices. It will not let you leave here unless you... Um, by the way, it's, it's you, you asked earlier, John, see how it's only when the market's open, when the data's coming in. Right. So you can't, it won't run after it's closed. And you check a couple boxes, whatever you want, and click OK. And it'll come up in your graphic analysis. And it'll flag you or email you automatically when it hits your stop or your gain. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I, I guess that's it. And I, I, I thank you for coming on and, and, and helping us uh, communicate with Lynn so maybe we can get some of this stuff done. Yes, I really see your point. Other than instruction, this helps all of us communicate. And I don't want you guys frustrated, so I'm happy to communicate. No problem. I will share these things with uh, Len and the tech team. And thank you for having me on. It was fun. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, that was a good time. All right. Well, everybody, have a great week trading. Thank you, Jeff. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye. -bye. Bye.